spidey senses tingling. Hello. Howdy, country crooner Slim McGraw. How are you today? <laughs> Welcome to the greatest comic book podcast ever produced by human beings. No need to check references, that is the truth. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, you should go to paperkeg.com right now. Uh, I do believe we just hit our 5,000th twi- uh, Tumblr follower oh my God. Oh, in wow. history. Amazing. God, live. That might be the, mo- the biggest the Tumblr followed? page. I think we are. Yeah. We're the most popular in history. Yeah, I figured. Um, so this is the Paper Keg podcast. Uh, we go over industry news. Mm-hmm. We do a book club. Uh, we also do a roundtable. The books we're reading, you know, not in this order. I screwed up. And then we'll That's do. Okay. And then we'll do your letters at the end of the show. We'll read your letters yeah. live uh, at the end of the show. Huge segment of the show. Uh, one of our most popular, next to the lightning round. You'll see that later. Stay tuned. Uh, so this is this is a big show. We got to get right into it. You know. I'm gonna cut the music right now. Cutting it. We're not gonna intro over the over the guitar solo because that's like my favorite part of our own show. <laughs> Bring up the music. We back can do up that. Slim. Um, let's start to my immediate right. Uh, he is the token former DC historian. He is. Uh, he's on a hot internet variety show. Mm-hmm. I gotta get back. It's been a while. His Music name is up. Mark Farrington. Welcome back. Oh, good to be back, guys. Good to be back. I missed you. Uh, it's an honor being here myself. No, no, no. It's all on this side of the table. I've missed you. I appreciate that, Mark. I have to admit, it's always nice to see you emotionally and physically exhausted every time you're about to record <laughs> paper yes. keg. Uh, that's that voice. That sultry. Angelic voice. Those dulcet tones. Uh, he is a comic book creator in our midst. Never published yet. His name is Jonesy Loves Beer. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. And uh, Paper Keg followers, get ready for a Christmas gift. It's coming. X spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Five minutes before we started recording, he he said he wasn't going to spoil anything on the show. <laughs> you knew <laughs> I had to. And now he's teasing. You knew I had to. As soon as we hit the I record button. it up. Speaking of teasers, Slim, before we get to Dale's intro, is there a big teaser for the listeners we have? Uh, yeah. This guy. You know, he doesn't care anything about the format right now. <laughs> new listeners. the seat of his pants. <laughs> All the new listeners have just left. I know. Just let yes. that be right. Uh, we had a contest. One of our biggest contests ever. Uh, out of th- we we put the call out for the next three reviews on iTunes. We'll get a free sketch yep. from your mother's favorite local unpublished writer, <laughs> Jonesy loves beer. We're gonna announce the winner later tonight in the show Ooh. or morning, depending on when you're listening. Yeah, uh, that that voice, podcast bad boy. He he comes to us all the way from. Some town in New Jersey. No one knows what it's called. Don't ask. They don't even have street signs. Dale, welcome. Dirt roads, gravel. It's good yeah. to be here. Um, Paper keg north. It's 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 going to be a big show. We have a lot of news to get to. Paper keg frozen north. 
in the basement of Frozen North. Uh, Mark doesn't believe in heat. Uh, what's happening in the world of cancellations? Dale, do you have anything for us? A lot of books, books got canceled this month. My outards canceled themselves and pulled <laughs> up in my innards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Someone Marvel it. Publishing, Marvel Incorporated. Yeah. They're canceling books left and right. It's like, like it's uh, their job. Like it's a uh, low-hanging fruit, as we say in the business world. With my quotes, your finger quotes, your wild quotey fingers. We don't want you to hurt your fingers. They are swathing the low hanging fruit, like uh, like it was their job, like you say. Mm -hmm. Um, We got uh, Black Panther getting canceled. People love Black Panther. X twenty three. Nobody loves X twenty three. There was an outroar or (laughs) uprage. A what? A what? <laughs> I definitely heard an outroar. You, 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 you would think I didn't quit drinking after well, I there just was said a, that. There was a definite outroar for <laughs> X-23 because it's the What only... about an uprage? Was there an uprage? <laughs> it's the last uh, female character with her own title. Oh, yeah. Evidently. Right. Uh, so so it's gone. The, uh, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> the female ghosts are very upset about this. <laughs> Ghost Rider uh, is uh, getting canceled as well. Nobody read that. Um, Punisher, not getting canceled, but ending as well. I'm doing air quotes. Not Whoa. canceled, but just ending as he intended it. Right. Whatever, you know, well, it's ending, so. so. X-23, a lot of people were up in arms that it's the last uh, woman leading character title. Maybe they should have just kept it running anyway. You know, just to say, hey, we got X two three ladies. Yeah, we're printing, Why aren't you buying this? Printing these books and nobody's buying them. They're uh, people are burning them in uh, iron cast Germany. iron barrels to stay alive mm-hmm. in Germany. It's happening. I'd yeah. love to know what the magic number is <laughs> for a publisher. Probably laughing at it. <laughs> probably <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I am cracking up internally. <laughs> Mark, your thoughts <laughs> on X X two three ending? Couldn't care less. But <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would love to know the publisher's numbers for deciding if a book's going to get. Stay or go. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. Who was reading it? X twenty three. I heard it was decent. Yeah, I think these were all. What were they under five thousand a month or something like that? Is that what? No, they were in the twenties. Actually, the, oh my god, twenty thousand. Uh, I guess. Well, there. I don't know how many books they publish a month, but apparently the Disney is is pulling the strings. You know, I guess they're they need to save the cash. So maybe they're, they're putting out too much crap. Maybe that's just the plain old truth. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just trying to trim the fat. I mean, it's uh, you know everybody's doing it. This uh, economy. Yeah, they're Economy's just tightening their belts, and uh, you're not going to make an X-23 movie, so, you know, cut it. Cut Thank it. God. One of my favorite things about Marvel is they will just throw crap on a wall until it sticks. They'll try every character. They'll try Miss Marvel. Hawkeye will get his own solo title, and they try these characters. It's cool, but after a certain point, they just got to, I guess, make that judgment of quality over just mm-hmm. having it out there. Another title that got canceled, one of Jonesy's favorites. Daredevil? Dakin. Uh Oh, oh yeah, that book was awful. Jonesy, you want to pause the show? Remember, I gave it like eight last chances. Jonesy, you want to pause it, bro? <laughs> wipe the tears. Well, from I your cry face? it out. That book, I remember for some reason, Gambit Next Twenty Three just showed up. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. And then there were they teased some kind of romance between Gambit and Dakin. Oh yeah, because it was pheromone powers, it was quasi homosexuality that he always had going on. <laughs> I don't know that what kind of drugs Jonesy's on right now, but this is getting a little nutty. Were they, were I'm outroared. Do we do we have any other books that were canned of notableness? Mm. I fanboy. You know they're they're a hip cultural comic book post. They're calling it a uh, was it canceled apocalypse? I think 
causing an causing an uproar. I, I fanboy, huh? I think we call it cancel Mageddon. I think and we should one up those it. guys. Yeah, one up those dudes. You know, we'll show him who's boss. Yeah, cancel Mageddon. Alpha That's Flight what? got canned. I think yeah. we talked about that a couple weeks ago. I think it was a wow. That was that must. I can't even talk. Some <laughs> folks were <laughs> scared that the Thunderbolts were getting canceled, but uh, that's not true. Yeah. So you can all oh, thank, thank rest you. easy in your mm. bubbly bathtubs. Definitely don't read that. Right. There's a lot of books out there. You know, what's the average fan to do? Can't be spending three hundred grand a year. It's it's rough. I mean, you could easily let your uh, comic list get out of control, and then you're just you, you gotta you gotta call the herd. You know what I mean? Call or a call? If I were Sir Richard Attenborough, <laughs> the trials of life. You know, something else big call. happened today. Hot off the wire. Today. The yeah. day of recording. The day of recordedness. The Dark Knight details. The Dark Knight oh, Rises. Yeah. The movie. Mm. We had a pre-show, pre-meeting show. Show yeah. meeting. Yeah. Not going to lie, this, this news stirred my loins. I was pretty happy about <laughs> this. What, so, so what's the news? The, Wait, you were the, excited about this? Jansy, tell, tell us about the news of this, this uh, film. Revealed today some details about uh, The Dark Knight Rises is that it will be set eight years after the second film. Some some possible spoilers might be that uh, Bruce Wayne is no longer Batman and has not been Batman for some time. Can I just stop the news for a second? Yeah, yeah stop it. it. If you've ever seen The NeverEnding Story and when Atreyu <laughs> is talking to the big turtle island... <laughs> Whenever the turtle speaks, he kind of lifts his head up and, like, opens his eyes a little wider. Not that it really matters. That's what Jonesy looks like every time he speaks. This is why we need video yeah. keg, so people can, can draw that together. What, what a really horrific matters. experience video keg would be for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a handsome man, lady. So, so this movie is uh, kind of uh, dark, what is it, Dark Knight Returns-esque. Right. It's, I would say it's influenced from uh, Dark Knight Returns. You know, Batman comes back out of retirement almost with a vengeance against uh, a Gotham that he's seen as grown out of control without his presence. Do you remember? That's paraphrased from the CB article. Do you remember the season of 24 where he was tortured for an entire year or a couple of years and then he came back and he was off his game like he wasn't the Jack Bauer of old? Yeah. Great season. Uh, yeah, it had a great idea. I think they quickly dropped that premise after six episodes even though it was really six hours, and he's back to being Jack Bauer. <laughs> the only thing I'd love to see transfer over from The Dark Knight Returns is that one scene where he, like, throws the uh, the drink in the fire and then shaves off his mustache. Remember that in the beginning mm-hmm. of the book? And then you know he's, like, back ready to be Batman. Hmm. Nobody's else. I know Dark Knight Returns. About. Nobody else has read this? <laughs> no. Nobody, Nobody else has read Dark Knight Returns? <laughs> I you, know what you're talking about. You brought that... up how you hoped that uh, this... It talks about the Venom series of uh, oh yeah. Um, what was that? St- what was that book called? Uh, Venom. No, the um, the title of the book is it Shadow oh, of Legends the Bat? of the Dark Knight. Yeah, Legends where, of the Dark Knight. Yeah, where he um, he's become addicted to the Venom serum to help him fight crime, but I, apparently they can't do that if it's eight years since he's been Batman. Why? Why can't he have been uh, Venom chilling in his Batcave? He's got That's a beard. True. That's or, like... or maybe he because of his addiction to Venom, he quit being Batman once and for all. I feel like oh, eight no. years isn't far enough into the future for them to set a Dark Knight Returns type atmosphere. Well, I don't think it's going to be totally post-apocalyptic Dark Knight Returns, but maybe just the this essence of it will be kept he's, in the film. He's not returning; he's just rising. Oh, okay, yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see the what what the words mean when you see the final product. You know, mm-hmm. like what did he take from the book that exactly means 
what he means when it's the Dark Knight Rises. But I uh, have something to say right now. Say it. We're on a tape. Um, Already? We need to get into the round table. That was a quick tape. I judge the tape uh, <laughs> via <laughs> ears. I just listen. I can tell we, how far into the tape Can't you hear the tape are. spinning around as we go? <laughs> Am I the only one? <laughs> uh, you know, I want to start with uh, someone a little special. You know? Put your arm up on that couch. And yeah, I just want to sit back, relax. Let's hear from a uh, big fan of a book we, we've all been reading on the web, Echo Rift. Everyone checking out the Echo Rift mm-hmm. on the web? Web comic? Yeah. By the Don Garvey. Let's, let's, let's talk to Jonesy right now. You guys read this? You let's guys listen to this? I, I did uh, post an article on thepaperkeg.com about Echo Rift. Uh, it is a great sci-fi romp. Uh, if you read the article or if you checked out uh, the pages that are posted. It's about a, it's like this all ages accessible story. Uh, Don Garvey tells this great um, piece in the article about he kind of created this character that he would use as bedtime stories for his kids, and that you know that tugged at the heartstrings right there, and that you know transferred into the Echo Rift world. And it's uh, Mike Connolly's art is just really classic. And the story pops. I mean, they release a page at a time, like classic uh, web comic style. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a, I, I can't even describe it. It's so good. It's like just a classic sci-fi story that's all action beats, and uh, with just great pencils. And mm-hmm. I, I can't. I just they I, got a web. They got a website. And they do. It's www dot echo rift one word. Dot com. Does this count as your, one of your roundtable books? Do you want it to? No, it's up to you. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that'll count. No, I, no, you, know, you go ahead. Roundtable books. I want to no. hear. I want to hear what else you're reading right now, John. What please. else am I reading? Please. I am reading Atomic Robo, please. Ghost mm. of Station X, mm. number three. Mm. All right. If you got, have you guys been reading this? No, Atomic I Robo. I have not. Even. I know you hate Atomic Robo. Man. That is actually a bold faced <laughs> lie. I don't hate Atomic Robo. I read it once when I wasn't in the mood. Okay. I'm reading the second trade right now on my iPad. I know this is a big. This has been considered. What's, a, with, what's with a southern accent when you say iPad? <laughs> working on nine to five iPad. over here, Dolly. <laughs> um, I know that this volume is considered a good jumping on point. It so is. So I probably could really grab good. it. How much was the the third issue on uh, the top of your head? Do you remember? Double ninety nine. Oh, all right. Yeah. Good. And uh, but yeah. when they collect the uh, trade, it's it's like only like five or six boxes. I think really. the first really issue was three ninety nine when it came out. Yeah, the first volume was it three ninety nine. No, the first issue of this. Oh, the first of issue goes to Station X. No, no? you sure? Uh, intern, can, intern? We intern can we get the intern on? How that? is Ghost of Station X? It is quite good. Uh, it the overall arc is um, Robo gets tricked into trying to save this space station. And uh, you find out through the first three issues that it's really somebody targeting Robo. They want him out. They want him dead. What a dummy but Robo ha- is. But huh? how do you how do you kill Atomic Robo? Atomic bombs? No. You would think, but no. <laughs> Good old Science. fashioned bullets. Uh, no. So it, in the third issue, um, it's a lot. It's a lot of the action scientists who are trying to figure out, you know, who's behind uh, the assassination attempt on Robo. And what kind of technology they're using to cloaking themselves. And uh, it, it's, it germinates a lot of good theories about who you think it is. Because uh, if you know that Atomic Robo is... Is it Tesla? It Well, Tesla is his father. But is the villain Tesla? No, they don't reveal who the villain is. Is it's it just, Tesla? Yeah, I think me. it's Tesla. <laughs> it's you. totally Tesla. I knew it. 
I'm still not Spoilers. past the fact that you just used the word germinate. Well done. Germinate, thank you. Well, you're the writer. I yeah, laughed so. at that. When he said germinate, I kn- I saw you chuckle. <laughs> so a great book. and uh, All ages. All ages, very accessible. You know, the violence isn't too violent, and the jokes, you know, a kid will think it's funny, and adults will get it on a uh, totally different level. Mm. So pick up Atomic Robo. If you haven't done it yet, you really hate comics and life. Oh, my true. God. That is true. Yeah. That is offensive. Confirmed. Yeah. Um, Everybody will back that up. We need to move the, the table along. You know, we're going to spin the round table bottle, and we're going to hit on who once was a very popular figure on this show a long time ago, and then his britches got too big. Mm. Former DC historian. I'm hearing the Bugle song taps in my head right now. Mark Farrington, what are you reading right now? Reading Wonder Woman number three. Back into the DC game. And I'm sorry I came back. Brian Azzarello never fails to infuriate me. Without a doubt. Everything I pick up by Brian, I'm mad that I did it. Jeez. Did you ever read this book called Superman Birthright that was pretty amazing? I don't. By by Brian Azzarello? Hold the phone here. <laughs> Brian Azrael did not write Superman Birthright. Yes, right. he did. Mark Wade wrote that. You are right. No, I'm wrong. <laughs> he Azarello wrote the uh, Superman, wrote, wrote, uh, Superman for tomorrow. You know, you know what he yeah. wrote? Lex Luthor, Man of Steel. Okay, which yeah. I loved. Or, he wrote the Jim Lee. I'm just gonna put my mic down and did walk you away read, well, Did you read Luthor? I read Luthor. Did you like it? I did not like it. Did you like Hundred Bullets? Good, not great. Did you like Broken City, Batman? I threw away the back issue. Did you read the Flashpoint Batman uh, miniseries three issues? Yes, I did. And you liked it? No. He's just he's trolling guy me. hates ice cream. Guy hates kids. Guy laughs at gas chamber scenes. Do you like Jesus? I love kids and ice cream. Uh, why didn't you like this issue of Wonder Woman, former DC historian? Don't know if anybody heard, but this issue, Brian Azzarello decides to dramatically change the origin of Wonder Woman. Good. One of the fundamental things about her is she was made from clay and blessed by the gods. That's a it's, terrible origin. It's an essential version. What, is, what was this, made in the 30s? What do you mean essential? You mean the character can't exist without it? Well, clearly they're going to do it. But it's one of those things where it's just part of who they are. That's like saying Superman's not from Krypton or Batman's not from, or Batman wasn't, his parents are still alive. Wonder Woman doesn't have a father. She should not have a father. Um... I don't like this version of where the story is going thus far. Mark, Mark, just got to let go, man. Just look at me, pal. <laughs> I'm mad as hell. All the I'm best girls have daddy issues. I personally don't understand why anybody... First of all, I had no idea what Wonder Woman's origin was. Faring I just thought tibs. she was an Amazon. Faring Tibbs over here. And she lives on an island with strong women. Okay. Wow. Uh, I had no idea. Who cares, personally, if... Wonder Woman's origin that she was made of clay is not canon anymore. That's got to be one of the dumbest origins in the history of the world. Just because it might seem dumb, you don't write it out for the character. You got to at least incorporate it. Well, they did. They did. He talks at length in this issue that it's, you know, it's really she thinks it's her origin, but it's really been her mother the whole time trying to protect her from, you know, her stepmother Hera. So she fabricated this origin for her own safety. So they do, you it's know, beautiful. W- do a wink to it. They just disregard it as like this beautiful lie they tell Diana to so she her. can live safely in the world. 
I mean, I think that's masterful storytelling by Brian Azzarello. His head just went up. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> Turtle style. I mean, when does since when does being made of clay drive you to be a superhero? Like, if I'm Batman, I'm, I'm PO'd nightly that my parents are dead, and I weep for them. You, you, don't, you don't get all PO'd that you were made of clay, and now you can move. Now well, you're going to well bust stated. some heads. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't like how the character is now just another bastard child of Zeus. We have countless of them throughout... Literature name, name and five. in the DC. Name five. Cassie Sandsmark. You've got the woman in the second issue. You've got Strife. You've got... Yeah, how about in Greek mythology, though? There's Zeus had harems of women. He's like Genghis Khan. Oh, he yeah. had a legion of women. He's laying more pipe than the, the plumber's union of the uh, street in there. <laughs> Greek. So <laughs> laying more aqueduct. Okay. Huh? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dale's last show. <laughs> I love the only saving you. great to this book is Cliff Chang's art. I think he's doing. Spectacular you didn't like work. the last three pages where uh, she busted face and and like blew on the torch to light the dead bodies. I think you're in cahoots with McElhenley. I know McElhenley didn't like this book either. Have you guys ever We're disagreed DC on a fans. book? Countless times. Name five. <laughs> you think I keep notes on what books we disagree on? You know I think you're using, I think McElhenley is using you as a voice on this show, and you two are in cahoots. The man is right on this one. You're in cahoots. He's right. You know what's crazy? We're sitting here talking a guy out of his own opinion. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That's I, true. If anybody almost swayed me, you had me. I, I would say that it's good for DC to make me care about Wonder Woman, and they can flip the bird to all the loser fans that didn't buy Wonder Woman that are ups- Did you buy Wonder Woman before this? Yes. Uh, you and Greg Rekka, Gail Simone. No, I mean the the series that was out at mm-hmm. the time. I read those. Who wrote it? The one prior to that, Gail. No, the one that was out before it got canned. Before it got canned, which it one are you talking about? It wasn't a JMS where he changed I wanted him to answer because oh. I wanted to catch him. Thank you. Sorry. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just ruined it for you. <laughs> what I'm saying is they have Thanks, bro. at least... Sixty percent more readers on Wonder Woman than they did before. Get I rid agree. of that clay origin. I don't even know about it. Yeah, Better I don't off think it's integral. Now. You're probably gonna lose sleep because you now know it. I am. I'm. I'm PO'd. Yeah, that it even existed. You're PO'd that it even exists. I think it could be the lamest origin ever. That's a lot of hate. <laughs> Lame, lamer than Booster Gold. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. We need to. We need to bring it up a notch. Mark, you're entitled to your opinion, and we love you for that. But so that's the bottom line. That being said, <laughs> you're wrong. You can have your opinion. <laughs> it's a crappy origin story, but stuff. Uh, let's let's move it along here. I want to talk about Mystery Society. Mm, yes. Anyone read this? Is that a new club you've made, Mystery Society? For myself, no one else is invited. Mystery Society is a book from Steve Niles. Ooh. You know he does the Thirty Days a Night. Ah, yeah. You know some zombie books. Loves his horror books. He does. Love he loves his machabra, as they call it. Cal McDonald. Uh, so this book uh, tells the story of a husband and wife. They're filthy rich, and they're uh, they they just go on adventures, you know, uh, stealing uh, items that they think belong, kind of like in the engines, like in a museum, except they just take it. Uh, the, the I think the skull of Edgar Allan Poe has been ravaged, what? so they're they're on the case to make sure that gets you know put right. Uh, very personable characters, and they're forming a team, a mystery society. So they have uh, this one woman who's dead, and she she wants to join the team. They have another robot uh, with a brain inside. Turns out it's Jules Verne. 
Perfect. Whoa. Jules Verne joins the team. Uh, they go to Area 51 in the first issue to uncover an item. Turns out that these it's these two little girls, twins, that have been tested on for years inside this factory. Uh, you know, the the big area of boxes at the end of Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so they join the team. They got these two twin girls with, you know, mind powers. And they're probably jacked up mentally, though. Probably. They got a issues. lot of baggage. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a great, fun book. <laughs> I, wow. And I can't place uh, the female artists. Female artists. Where's, I mean, uh... There's only like two of them out there. Is this in the app there? It is in the app. There's a collection. Oh, Digital Trade? Yes, a Digital Trade. You can't go wrong. What's the publisher? Who's the publisher on that? Yeah, who published that? This is published by none other than IDW. Fiona Staples. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. That sounds cool. It's a fun book. You know, it's like an action-adventure Indiana Jones slash planetary, but not as deep as planetary. Mm Mm-hmm. Recommend it. Planetary. Cool. You had me in planetary. <laughs> no one is made out of clay. You <laughs> lost Mandy Boo Thankfully. with planetary. Uh, she's the one uh, who recommended this shortly after I Wait picked it up. Minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <clears throat> mm-hmm. She hates planetary, loves this book. Mm-hmm. Does she not understand? I said it wasn't, wasn't as deep it was. as planetary. We need to move on. I think the clay origin story really brought the show down. Real, we're all off our game now. <laughs> Maybe, Marks. you know, if we were just bastard Zeus children instead I, of Clay, we get it. Yeah. I apologize for everyone on that. If you notice, Jonesy's articulating nicely ever since the Clay origin thing. Yeah, it really got me out of my slump. When <laughs> it I was really kind of did. <laughs> Slapped you in the face a few times. <laughs> Dale, podcast, bad boy. What are you reading? High off of Spider Island. Amazing Spider-Man. Number 674. We're back in the groove. We're back in, uh, you know, uh, a, a Spider-Man title that's not a big event book. You know, it's it reminds me of last summer, last winter when it was just storyline. So uh, the Vulture, Spider-Man's first villain that he fights, uh, is forming a little group with punk, young punk kids who are flying around stealing stuff from um, penthouses. Manhattan's on lockdown right now because, you know, they're they're not sure if the spiders are gone. Everybody turned into spiders in Spider Island. Spoilers. Mm. Thank you, Mark. Welcome. Um, Anytime. Uh so these uh, those these vulture kids are flying from up on high to uh steal things from penthouses. Spidey gets involved because you know what? Manhattan's Spider Man's domain. Mm-hmm. He'll be stealing stuff right. like that. And uh uh, very interesting. It's very back to back to basics. You know what I mean. So it's it's nothing huge. Don't expect anything. There's no Umberto Ramos on the book, but uh, he's coming back in future issues. And uh, there's going there's some big uh, Sinister Six up, stuff coming up. So that'll be cool. Can but I, uh, you can't beat a Vulture storyline. It's old school. Can anyone confirm to me that Spider Amazing Spider Man comes out twelve times a month? <laughs> I'm willing to bet it ships twice a week. I've tried and I've tried. Go, to do you explain. have? Uh, he comes out two or three times a month. I, I tell you this. More, I, I literally think it's no, at least it four not. times a month. We do shows once every two weeks. We record shows, so that's why it seems like there's more. I don't know. I, I'm willing to bet that that comes out at least four times a month. No. I'm going to look it up right now in the app. It does not. I'm looking it up. Spider Man. By Sandlot. You're wasting time doing that. No, Sandlot. I'm confused. Are you complaining that it comes out so much? I know. Amazing Spider-Man. It's consistently good. You don't have to. Read it's it. also three ninety nine an issue. 
right? Am I right, folks? Yeah, but it's I'm not getting, like I'm the, getting silence right it's now. It's not the Bat Family of books where there's uh, six or seven. There's one Spider-Man book. There's two now, well, so we can't talk yeah. about that. <laughs> the but, man who gets free comics from his gig at Comicsology. I don't know what you're saying Mark, right now. Mark. Uh, Sandlot. Uh, last issue came out November sixteenth. Okay, and we're going down the line here. November sixteenth, November twelfth, Spider Island. October twenty sixth, October twelfth. September 28th, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six issues in uh, that 30 days? 35 no, days? it's not 30 I days. I think it is. There was a 14-day span. Thank you close. for myself to proving myself You're right. not proving anything. This. You were absolutely wrong. You just did the math wrong because you're trying to convince think, the listeners. I think the math is pretty accurate. Not the let the listener. Not, I'll let, we'll let the listener decide on that. Wow. What's 26 that's minus 14? heated. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just saying that's a lot of money to devote. Um, per month to a book. Oh, you know what though? You don't have to spend it, Slim. Don't worry about it. You don't. Wa- you don't read it. Wow. <laughs> you know, fellas, fellas, relax. I'm thinking of the spider, the lifelong amazing Spider-Man fan. Me. That is in the in the 99. percent You know, they're having trouble paying the bills, and they can't afford to read their favorite character uh, every month because they ha- they can afford once a month. So, but I got news for you. They're like nine. Years behind in Amazing Spider-Man because it ships twelve times a month. Listen, so you're arguing that a good comic should come out less. Yes, that's correct. That's ridiculous. But when you when you put it in the terms of the Bat Family books, a Batman fan feels the need to buy three or four titles a month. It depends on the fan. <laughs> that the show is totally. I'm just saying you can read. You, there's Dale, just, this conversation's unwinnable. You can read. Dale Scott just totally harumphed. I just. Joe I'm Ruff. just saying. It's a lot. You know, this this falls under the double shipping category. Some people don't appreciate when a book double ships because they have other books they want to buy with that money. Yeah, but there, it's not like there wasn't a press release when they started doing this last year or the year before. I mean, this was this was a conscious decision, and there was plenty of warning out there for people to know. We'll let, the, list, like, we'll let the listeners decide. Listeners, go back to the Internet and search the archives because it's, <laughs> it's published on every comic book website ever. I'm just saying, you know, just hex double shipping, amazing Slim, Spider-Man. Slim Jacker. Jonesy Ooh. loves beer. Are we doing another round table? We're doing right now. Do we have time? Ooh. How's the tape? I don't, I don't know if we have time. We got a, we got tape? a lot of long letters to get to. Right, is it lightning around it? Let's lightning around it right now. The most popular right. segment. Did we mention that we're doing Spider Man one more day? Yes. As our oh, book yeah. club? The book club yeah, once or twice. I did? I don't mm-hmm. remember. Maybe just on the Twitters. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the lightning round two sentences or less. Um, one book that you've read. John Zika. The Walking Dead 91. This title keeps slogging along to issue 100. Dear God, dear God, please let it end. Wow. Mark, what are you reading? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk, The End. In my 19 years of reading comics, the only Incredible Hulk story I liked. The End. Wow. Man, I certainly know nobody's reading that Incredible Hulk with Jason Aaron and Mark Silvestri. Right. Okay. Why are you trolling is, him right now? He's Stop looking, trolling He's him. looking right at me. This is hateful keg tonight. He's, he just can't stand not being right. Mudman. From the creator of Jack Staff. A creator on book you should be supporting. 
Uncanny X-Men number one. It's both pain and rage. It's prage. <laughs> we got to get into our book club. Yes, let's do it. Uh, one of the one of the most polarizing books ever published by a publisher of comic books that is in the business of publishing books. Spider Man, one more day. Um, I'm interested to see what side of the poll you come down on there. <laughs> Why am I coming down a poll? <laughs> Let the public know that this was before they started shipping Spider-Man three times a month, but that was in the press releases. So. See what you did? See what you did, Slim? Why? Why would you do it to your friend? So this was back in the day where the Joe Quesada Cup of Joe was running the ship, and he wanted to take things back to where Spidey was not married. He thought that handcuffed writers... You know, into doing boring married stuff. You know, boring. Spider-Man's married. Can't do anything because writers aren't smart. So we uh, had to retcon, you know, the the marriage. Little fun fact in Marvel lore. When they married Spider-Man and Mary Jane, Stan Lee said they could do it, but they could never get a divorce. Which is why some of the elements we are going to get into had to happen that way. Mm. It was the only way that they would actually let them end their marriage. Yeah, because if you divorce the character, you know, makes them look even older. Yeah, older. So to speak. Look like a piece of ass to the kids. Yeah, right. You know. Nobody bad read, examples. Nobody wants to read a book about a divorcee exactly. hero. Exactly. Uh, Not look, I would save you, but I really should pay my child support. <laughs> it's amazing that this book was. Oh, pun. It's amazing that this book was so polarizing when it had such a simple little premise. Mm-hmm. Based off the events of Civil War and Back in Black, a uh, failed attempt to kill Spider-Man resulted in Aunt May being critically wounded. She's lying in the hospital bed, and the arc is about Peter Parker trying to find anyone, any hero, any friend, any villain, anybody who can help save May. And he finds that it eventually boils down to a deal with the devil. Literally. Literally. Himself. Mephisto. As they say. South America. Um, four issues, very short little thingy. Didn't feel short. Joe Quesada <laughs> returns on art. Uh, what, what can you say about his art in this? It looks like if I clenched my fist and just started like punching a piece of sheet metal. Like that's what Spider-Man's body looked like. There is literally a gnarly a, sheet metal. There is a, a panel where I was reading with my wife, came up with it. and I there is a section where his leg looks broken in eight pieces in a shadow, and I was like, "Look at his leg right here!" And even my wife was like, "This is terrible. Why are you reading this?" My one of some of my least favorite panels is when um, he no longer wears his mask all the way on, since everybody knows he's Peter Parker, and he I think when he first encounters Mephisto disguised as the woman and he's wearing his his mask like cocked behind his ears it literally looked like they tried to shove two heads together <laughs> and that's what they put on top of his body it was atrocious yeah you read Kevin Smith's arc with Cassetta on art of Daredevil right and it was great really yeah it was a totally different guy drew this book hmm. I, I mean wholeheartedly agree Spider-Man's body looked like somebody grabbed him like a handful of clay and just squeezed it. Mm-hmm. And those lumps are Spider-Man's musculature. Yeah. Atrocious art aside, what do you guys think of the story? Uh, can I go first? Yeah, go ahead, I, I, I have two 
thoughts about this story. You know, when I was younger, uh, you know, when I was single and everything, like, you want all your characters to be, like, the stage of life you're in. So if you're single, you want your Spider-Man to be this, you know, from the hip single guy swinging around New York and saving lives. And then as I grew older and I got married, you know, for me it's okay to read a married superhero because I can relate. But I, I just, I don't think, I don't think you can excuse what happened in this book. Like, to just cheapen, you know, the years and years of Peter Parker and Mary Jane love affair that's gone on. And, um, you know, st- say that you're going to, you know, re- you know, well, they do step back in time and make sure that the relationship never existed. They're going to re- un- unwrite it from history. And then the cheapen your own premise by having the two characters promise they're going to find each other again on the other side. Like, it's just so poorly written, and the premise is so bad. Did you not like the outcome or the execution? Both. Okay. I mean, why can't they stay married? Because an 18-year-old doesn't want to read about a married couple? I mean... I don't even think there are that many 18-year-olds that buy comics to begin with, or read Spider-Man. I I think they're all middle-aged married men. What what data were they basing the fact that nobody wanted them together on? Like, where did that come from? I think it was really just a Quesada thing. I think I that think was his so like too. personal thing that he used to mention all the time, that he wanted them to be single again, and it's a more enjoyable book. For him and for him only? <laughs> and uh, Sandlot yeah. to write. I'm going to go the opposite direction. And you loved say, it. I didn't, I, I'm perfectly fine with the premise of the book. I am fine with the retcon. I have no... Uh, attachments to Spider-Man needing to be married if they felt like they were maybe pinning themselves into a corner by having him married and they and maybe they just felt like they couldn't write stories like that anymore I'm fine with I'm perfectly fine with the retcon if it like they can write a Superman a superhero can get retconned in every aspect of his life but marriage like why can't that be uh you know this suffer the same consequences as you know kids or parents or a job or, or something like that the only thing um the only problem i had was maybe the execution because the the first three issues were okay but the the issue i really con- want to concentrate on is him and mary jane the last issue and i just felt like i couldn't feel peter and mary jane's um decision it was like it's like a sophie's choice kind of thing and i just i couldn't feel for them the way it was written the way it was drawn i just like they had 24 hours left together but they made you they've written it like they had five minutes left together and i just i wanted to feel more i mean they loved each other and they were that was getting ready to be ripped apart from them. i just didn't feel that same um tension and like the 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 choice they were about to make was the most terrible choice that they could ever think about making for the greater good. That's that was my only problem with it. I was perfectly fine with the retcon, and you know, and I'm obviously I love what they're doing with the book afterwards, so that's fine. But the execution and Joe Crapsada's <laughs> poop art is the Stormwatch of art right here. How many right. uh, books now they ship it? At the very least, three times a month. How many copies a month? Now they do. do. It was think, a press release. It was... How many copies a month do you think they sell, as opposed to just doing, you know, one amazing and then one amazing a month? I wonder what the numbers are like. But that's a side note. So let me get into my thoughts. 
please. If we can. I have more thoughts, so please. On uh, one more day. <laughs> one more day. The art art aside, even though it's pretty much everything you see on every page, um, the idea that they couldn't come up with some cockamamie excuse to save Aunt May is bewildering. You know, they couldn't find some superhero or villain that he could make a deal with to save Aunt May for something else. Like, Mr. Fantastic couldn't come up with some bullcrap. Couldn't crap. build some machines. Yeah, he, he, ha, he can build machines that let him travel to different dimensions. He built a machine to make the entire world forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah, but he couldn't save but Aunt he couldn't May. Save Get out of here with that, you losers. So, but, that aside, um, I was initially angry that... They'd be so willing to sacrifice their marriage, okay. um, which is exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I was getting really angry at that, but it was almost offset by something I didn't realize at first when I read it was that Peter was stricken with grief that Aunt May of all people would also be killed for something that he's responsible for. Um, when you right. think about uh, Uncle Ben, uh, Gwen. Mainly Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. because of their relationship, so that he would do anything to avoid that kind of grief again, at the co- and you know, yeah. even still would be at the cost of his marriage. And I kind of liked that yeah, the second I, time around. Because I think there would be nothing else, but the excuse they used, what I think was perfectly fine for the story they were telling. Like anything else you're right, would have been like, oh, come on, what are, you, what are you doing, Peter? But you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And I know a lot of people... It was a good tool for the telling. It was believable. Mm-hmm. I mean, as believable as it can be. I didn't like JMS's um, conversation between them as much. You know, their last day or their last moments with each other. And she's mm-hmm. all like, shh, you know, don't, don't say anything. Just, just don't. Let's, just keep don't. Our, let's put our heads together for 24 hours. I mean, they wouldn't have just, you know... Slapped each other in the, you know, you know what's one last time? Come off it. The old howdy do? Yeah. Show the way Umberto draws, or I would have. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, the art in that scene, I think, was very strange because he went for some kind of super realism in their discussion when it was really dark, mm-hmm. you know, in the shadows. Um, I, uh, uh, just the whole, I mean, there's, there's enough negative that kind of overshowers the good parts, meaning the reasons why. He wanted to save Aunt May. I mean, the part where Doctor Strange couldn't even do anything. Yeah. I mean, stop. But it. I think Mephisto that whole issue was a waste. Yeah. Like, it was really... It was weird. I kind of liked it. I, well, I liked that issue. I liked the pacing of the story up until the fourth part. Mm-hmm. Because in the first one, you can feel Peter's franticness and his desperation. He's so desperate to find somebody who can just help give him money to pay Aunt May's hospital bill. He goes to Iron Man, Tony Stark, who, oh, by the way, is hunting Peter for being a fugitive, having sided with the non-registration side of the Civil War heroes. Can I interject on how amazing that was back then, but is now completely forgotten? The Civil whole War. Civil War fallout, how he yeah. was like, he hated you know Peter for what he did to him and vice versa, and now this is just like nothing. Their teammates again, shoulder yeah. to shoulder. Ugh. So, such great it's like stuff. Thor dying. That was that was like such good turmoil. The Civil War, the whole Civil War. Yeah, stuff. we should do that. What, Let's do it again. Let's what do killed it. me about one more day is I read JMS's run from start to finish. I'm sorry. No, it was good. It was really good. You got to get past the first three issues, but after that, <laughs> I thought you said the first three trades. <laughs> um, you got to get past thing, all the writing, but after that, the whole thing about JMS's run was it was about Peter accepting change, moving on, and growing up. Aunt May learned who he was, and he had that conversation with her. 
um, he finally started to put Gwen's ghost to rest. Peter and Mary Jane had marital issues. He stopped being a photographer and became a teacher because he thought he could be more helpful. And this was cool. I like seeing Spider-Man mm-hmm. grow. So I didn't like all of this reversal and character growth in one more day that he's going to decide that one, his marriage is more important to him than his aunt. And yeah. I also, maybe it's a moral thing, but I can't get over the fact that my hero made a deal with the devil to save his aunt. It just, yeah, there were some scenes where it kind of made it look like Mary Jane was the driving force. Right. Like I, I, I could remember when I was reading, I was trying to think of who was the one that pushed for this. And I couldn't remember if it was Spider-Man or not, but it was sort of Mary Jane. Yeah, but I I mean, if you think about, like, when Mark's torn about Spider-Man he, having to make that decision, I, was, I think it was a lot easier on the reader, the reader to see Mary Jane just buck up and do it rather than right. have Peter right. actually have to pull that trigger. That would have that been real tough. Like, Peter, what are you doing? Like, either way, they're both side of the fence, but Mary Jane had decided it, so it was a, I think it was a little easier pill to swallow for everybody. You guys have nailed, like, right on the head what really is Thank you. my underlying discomfort with this issue and we're all married men here mm-hmm. except for bark but uh practically sorry <laughs> practically married no, i'm not but uh you know cool. can you imagine sitting at a table with your wives and discussing your marriage being over or having never existed like i love my wife i can't remember my life before her you yeah. know like you know what i mean it would i would be devastated if we were in any way yeah. Talk about our our marriage not existing. I couldn't do it. Right. That and yeah. That. But there's they're so nonchalant about it in the book. This. Yeah. That's what I mean. Especially in book four, the not the nonchalantness of it. I. But I mean, it, it was controversial. But they felt like they had to make that decision to in order to push uh, Spider Man forward as a title. So God, I mean, Aunt May's like ninety. Let her go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that, your marriage. That's, she, and Quesada drew her like a zombie. Like she looked. I mean, she was dying. She was. <laughs> I know, but she looked like she was the crypt keeper. Her chin all shriveled up. Yeah, there, that was something that I remember being angry about. And like, let her die. But I don't know what it is. But I just didn't. I saw it in a different way where he was. He would have been too grief stricken if that was another person that would have died if it was his fault. Yeah, this is the this is the this is the issue that a ton of people on the internet are are and would were up in arms about without reading it but i think the tools and the scenario given to somebody who could read it it made sense and you know it, they could kind of like put their their suspicions to rest suspicions is this the only way this could have happened you think no i think they could have come up with a better way story-wise give us five <laughs> yeah but i mean next show but next why show not? i mean it's, it's it was controversial and uh, i mean i don't know i, I wonder it. how it's sold you, you just said you liked it. That's an official. That's your. Well, yeah, okay. I like overall. I liked it. I think overall we're pretty lukewarm on it. I liked it yeah. too. I mean, I don't it, think anyone would have seen that time, coming. At the time, I was uh, infuriated by it because I loved what JMS was doing. I didn't see a reason to go backward and forward. Yeah, they were tearing it all down. In hindsight, okay. And you don't want to think about your mar- anybody's marriage breaking up, but you don't want to think about a relative dying either. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What's, I liked it, but. What's interesting is I can understand people not liking it. The thought about the thought of not having my wife, you know, would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, your wife looms so large in your view of the world, yeah. and to be so, you'd be like, I don't need that. Like, it, yeah. it's just crazy to me. I remember just how controversial it was that the creators in Marvel were arguing in the hallways about this, and JMS wanted his name off of the fourth issue because it's not what he had in the script. 
So oh, I had really? to go back to the archives. Was JQ? JQ script, right? Yeah, According to an interview with JQ, Joe Quesada, um, he was saying JQ? that in JMS's story, Peter drops the dime on the change that they were going to make when Mary Jane talks to Mephisto. Peter drops the dime on Harry back in issue 96 through 98 of Amazing Spider-Man. And that helps get him into rehab right away. Consequently, Mary Jane stays with Harry. Gwen never dies and never has an affair with Norman, etc., etc. Peter and Mary Jane never wind up getting married. What I remember reading in a JMS interview was the big change that they would make would revert with Gwen being alive, thus negating 30, 40 years of continuity. And what they later wind up doing, if you keep reading Spider-Man, they just said that the marriage didn't happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Omit. Did you reread Omit, Jonesy? Uh, I was going to. Then after I read this, I was so angry. I'm trying to remember what wow. Mary Jane said in the whisper scene. I can't remember. I'll get the intern on that. Oh, yeah, that boy. was. Uh, maybe was a, maybe yeah. we'll have it ready for next week. But um, that's one more day. You, Actually, you follow that through. I mean, the first. I am, sorry. You, the first introduction of Parley right Cooper. Let there. us know. Uh, you just pulled it up via the wiki, uh, Mark. Can you let us know what it, what it's saying? What she said. That is. Mary Jane whispers to Mephisto, I know Peter. He will never make this deal with you, never, ever, unless I ask him to. But if I do, this is the end of it. You will leave him alone for the rest of his days. Agreed, as far as I'm concerned, says Mephisto, this never happened. And and it was a good use of Mephisto, since when do you ever see Mephisto? He's a part of the Marvel U, so, I mean... That's funny, they use him in uh, the Daredevil book with JQJR. He must have a thing for him. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't Guardian Devil. Uh Uh-huh. Um, one more day. Go read it if you if so. you dare. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. We have an email address, and we want you to email us letters at paperkeg dot com. Let us know what you thought about one more day. Yeah. Let us know. Mark, now you're you're the reader of the letters. Do we have any good ones? We got a couple week? this week. Yeah? All right. We got one coming from Charles saying, Thanks to the fearless underscore A and Paper Cab podcast, I'm now reading comics again. When I was a kid, I was an avid collector of Spider-Man and most of the Marvel stable characters. This would have been back in the 60s. So you can guess I'm an old geezer. There was also a short stint when I would pick up and read comics in the 90s when my son was reading as well. But my question is, can comics sustain their appeal with the price of 22 pages ranging around $4? I also heard that Marvel may be going to 20 pages in the future. I think that if that happens, I will be getting out of comics again. I can't help but wonder if Marvel and others may be reaching a Netflix moment where people just start walking away. Your thoughts, guys, from Charles. First of all, I think this Netflix thing is overblown, Charles. (laughs) Overblown. Netflix is great, okay? Everyone cool but out. people walk, but people did walk away. Everyone cool when they raised out. Charles, I think that uh, this is a great time if Marvel and DC are going to price it where they are. That throw off the chains of the big two and go read yourself some independent creator on comics that are much better priced, stories are much fresher, and you're, you're going to have a, a good time discovering these new characters. And it's going to be much more cost effective for Absolutely. you. Absolutely, you know where you can get those books. You know where you can buy those books? Where? Comic book shop. 
Wilmington, Delaware. Big big sponsor, big sponsor of the show. Of the show. Official yeah. show sponsor. We yeah. got a digital See? storefront. Buy uh, books digitally. Yeah. Yeah. Titus and I were tweeting back and forth earlier. I don't know if you saw that. Whoa. I didn't see <laughs> that. What are you talking about? Uh, my uh, number one issue of uh, 2099 Genesis. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to set the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, my, it's actually less than the title cover <laughs> price now. My less hope, than the paper it's printed on. <laughs> my hope, though, is... Uh, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe Marvel just has an epiphany, and and I mean DC's rocking out with these two ninety nine books. It's like the new standard. So uh, three ninety nine Spider Mans are, are tough pill. You know they're, they're I, tough pill. But they're, I feel like I said tough pill like ten times already. I don't know. That's the first time I heard it. I think actually. Okay. I, Bitter pill. You know. As Bitter soon as, pill. You know. I everyone knows I'm against three ninety nine comic books, but for twenty pages though, I mean that's it's getting worse. If people are buying them, they're not going to stop. That's true. Yeah, you know? you're absolutely right. Vote with your dollars, people. Go buy Invincible. Vote with your ducats, people. Come on. You know, for every $4, you know, superhero comic, you can get at least two creator-owned books, you know, that you might love even more. You get two yeah. Atomic Robos on, in the app, $1.99 piece for volume you get yeah, For a dollar more, you can get a trade. Yeah. yeah. No, the first trade of Atomic Robos is $3.99. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For a dollar more, you can get a trade. Oh, it's the same price as... Yeah. uh blew your own mind. As a random Spider-Man book. Um, Just drop the S-bomb. Mark, do you have another letter to close out one of the greatest shows we've ever had? Yeah, this one's coming from longtime show listener Don Garvey, saying, One more day feels rushed, and I felt no emotional attachment to the story. Peter and MJ make their decision far too easily. It's like watching a slideshow. I have no problems with reckons and maybe, and excuse me, and no problem with the idea of unmarrying Peter and Mary Jane, a publishing stint in the first place. Just give me something satisfying to read and give me something satisfying to follow. Though not a retcon, the Mutant Massacre and Fall of the Mutants are perfect examples of doing this kind of thing right. Mm. There it goes. Spoken. Dale underscore I, do you think you would have liked One More Day if Brand New Day wasn't as good of a result? So if you weren't in love with what's happening now, would you still enjoy or moderately enjoyed yeah, One More Day? That's a good question. I don't think I would have because I'm enjoying it so much now. You know, I forgot McNiven did the first Brand New Day story arc. Completely forgot about that. Oh, that's right. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Classic McNiven. Yeah, right, though. Yeah, looking back, I mean, it's probably better. I don't know how I would have felt when it came out. I probably would have felt nearly the same, but you're right. Now that I know I love the result of it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Marvel loves it, too. It was an, an easy pill to swallow. It's a new one. It's a new one for you. Peter loves it. Peter you know, gets to fool around with Black Cat. Gets Carly. Oh, High fives all around. He's getting what? a webbing, you know what I mean? That's I bet a, you he will bang Mary Jane by issue 700. Oh, my God. Oh, Mark, this is a family That's what I'm actually afraid of. I mean, they're, they're getting buddy-buddy with Mary Jane yep. again. They just... I mean, but, when you think about it, it's like 60 issues after uh, One More Day. That's right. It's been like three months. There's like 100 <laughs> issues out. Just because they're not married, that doesn't mean they can't date again. Um, I think it could get up in the black cat a few more times. Oh, my heavens. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, it was... Dinner. We were so close to getting played live <laughs> at the comic book shop in Delaware. If we didn't get to your show, uh, your letter, you know. Whoa, what was? Slim's <laughs> <laughs> streaming music over here on the mix. New outro music. Pandora. <laughs> uh, if we didn't get to your letter, stick around for next week. What's our book club next week? Marvels. Kurt Marvels. Busick and Alex Ross. Next week's music. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Way to save him, Dan. I think this one Thank this you. might be top three shows ever. Very, very heated in this cold basement. Get closer to that microphone. Can you <laughs> stick it down your throat? <laughs> Deep throat that microphone a little more, Jim. You know what? 
You know what? You're you're, you're about as useful as a cop. Oh, well, hold on, pop. hold on, hold on. I gotta. We gotta hold on. Oh. We didn't announce the sketch. Oh winner. wow! Oh, that's right. I hope people didn't just hear the a, ex, Did I not exit music. Just ask and, uh, you to pull that mic away from your face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jonesy is uh, not an artist, but we had a contest to see who would win a sketch from Jonesy on the uh, on the iTunes reviews. Yes, we did. Uh, are you are you prepared to announce the winner right now, Dale underscore? I'm prepared to announce that the winner is a Canadian. Oh God! Oh. Can we re-roll? <laughs> no, it's actually a Canadian who uh, loves us. That's huh? fantastic. At Mike Graham Six on the Twitter, everybody. There you All go. Right. Oh, sweet. One of the angriest men on the internet. The guy tweets like a crazy person. He demands internet digital numbers, yeah. and he <laughs> won't sleep until you get them to him. Congratulations, Mike, on the sketch. You name what you want Jonesy to draw. He will draw it and send it to your home. I will absolutely. I'll send it to UPS next day. <laughs> we love him, and uh, and Mike reviewed us on iTunes, iTunes Canada. So we had to take his word for it because yeah. nobody has an <laughs> iTunes Canada. Account. Somebody sent us a screenshot from I the great. Had no movie. idea that Canadian reviews were in a separate store. So it's we, terrible. So Brad, I think, reviewed us, and it's in a, a completely different store. <laughs> uh, so yeah, shoot us a review on iTunes if you're bored. You know, on the yeah. crapper, and you run out of toilet paper. America, Canada, any iTunes. Any iTunes you want, Anytime preferably iTunes. U.S. Send us a screenshot if it's not <laughs> U.S. Because <laughs> we don't get notified of reviews. We will see everyone next week. Thanks for being here, guys. See you. Later. See ya. Peace. Late. Later. Tur.